Come on. Quick ask before we get started today, I am working to help people lead happier and more contented lives. My part of that is money. So if you enjoyed today's episode or if you've enjoyed past episodes, please take a minute and leave a quick review on iTunes. Subscribe. That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. Johnson, you grab that side. I'll grab this side and we'll stretch this dollar. You ready? Ready. Excellent. Welcome to Money Savage Further. This is George Grombacher. Our guest today is Chauncey Maddox. Chauncey is a personal finance expert, a professional writer who helps ambitious millennials and Generation Zers get unstuck and regain control of their money so they can live a life full of possibilities and fewer limitations. I'm excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah. So, um, so like you said, I run a website, uh, mydebtepiphany.com and I've been doing that for almost five years now. So, uh, time definitely flies, Nice. but I kind of started this site based off of personal experience in my life and just kind of the feeling that a lot of us are kind of going through the motions a little bit in life sometimes, especially when it comes to money we um, take out student loans to go to college. We think, believe that getting into debt, things like that is normal and living paycheck to paycheck is normal. And then we almost sometimes have this moment where for me, I was just really, really tired and fed up of being broke. And I was at the point where I was very just angry and upset about it. And something kind of triggers that thought process in our lives, something happens and I call that kind of like the debt epiphany where you realize that what you're doing and how you're managing your money is completely wrong. It's not helping you. You're broke. You're miserable. And it's time to kind of change course and turn that direction around and figure out a plan to help you get out of debt, manage your money better. So I started my debt epiphany kind of based off of that experience. I know it's different for everybody. We all have different things, different life circumstances that kind of trigger that epiphany, that change. But I definitely just wanted it to be a place where people could go without judgment, learn more about money, learn from my journey, my experience, and where I can just really help people because I kind of developed a passion uh, for finance. I background My background is in journalism and writing, actually. But after getting into debt myself and kind of graduating college, being scared and having student loan debt and no job options, I really became um, obsessed with personal finance and helping people. Well, I love it. And that 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 is the unfortunate reality of today is that I think so many things have been normalized. Not, you know, certainly student loan debt. And we're, now we're having a conversation nationally about that, which is nothing but a good thing. And but debt is obviously a normal thing for so many people. It's higher now. Credit card debt's higher than it was before the Great Recession. And just overall debt, um, business debt is extremely high. So I definitely agree with everything that you said. And and hopefully, hopefully, we do have that epiphany earlier the better. Where it says, you know what, I'm 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 not happy. This this lifestyle that 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 I'm chasing or I'm living is not giving me the actual life that that I really want. So I appreciate that. Um, so I we like to ask on the show what are, what are your favorite money saving opportunities? But I think fundamentally, it's just you know committing to a debt free lifestyle, right? 
Yeah, that is something that it took me a while to kind of realize that was what I wanted, actually. Um, I kind of really just had to kind of take a step back and think like, okay, what am I really after? What do I really want? I know I don't want to have to make these payments and I want a future for my family. I want to be able to do things, build generational wealth. And a lot of tips and strategies are great and I'm learning a lot and I'm doing a lot, but like, what is the purpose of it? Like what deep down do I really, really want? And I realized that it was a debt-free lifestyle. And that that's, it seems like such an obvious question, but I don't think it's a question that enough of us ask. It's like, what is it? Was it? What is it? Do I really want? You know, it's it is, it's peace of mind. It's being able to to help future generations, whatever those things are. And okay, so how how do you think that having a debt free lifestyle is going to help you get to what you get to where you want? Well, for starters, it is going to help save so much money um, just from me being in debt and working with other people who are in debt and then just kind of learning and educating myself more and knowing like even paying off debt early. Um, I paid off my student loans in three years instead of the 10, paid off my car loan in 18 months and technically I'm still supposed to have a car loan. I think this was the last year but just thinking like how much money I would have paid over time and with the average car loan being like $400, $500 a month, like that's a lot of money that people could say, people could live to or use to do other things that they wanna do in their life. And when you have debt, it just, it takes up so much of your money, the minimum payment, and then also the interest over time. And I don't, you know, I think that the people realize that from maybe a mortgage standpoint about the amount of money you actually pay if you have a 30 year mortgage, but all those, all those things add up. You're, you're paying interest, you're paying profit to these companies for lending you money. Uh, it's, it adds up and it becomes enormous. And that's true now of cell phones. I think people are financing cell phones to cars and everything else. So when we talk about a debt-free lifestyle, are we, are we talking with zero debt? Well, it really depends on what you define. I'm not one of those people that like to tell people like you must do it this way, you have to do it because everyone is just so different. We all have different goals and kind of just different ideas of what we think certain things mean. But to me, I really, really don't like um, consumer debt. And to me, it means everything outside of my mortgage. I am okay with having a mortgage. Um, I don't want to have a mortgage for 30 years. So obviously, eventually, yes, I would like to not have mortgage debt. But with that being, mortgage being this one of the most expensive things, you know, having a home is one of the most expensive things. And I understand realistically that most people cannot pay for a home in cash. If you can, that's awesome. But I feel like not having um, the student loan payment, the car loan payment, the furniture, the cell phone, all those things can free up so much money and um, you don't really have to worry about kind of trying to finance your lifestyle. Yeah, I I 100% agree. And I think that people call it lifestyle creep or whatever. And I think that creep to a degree is, is a great way to put it because it's almost like death by a hundred dollars. It's fifty bucks here. Oh, you know, I can get a new phone. It's only forty dollars a month, or it's eighty dollars a month. But all of a sudden, you look back on your finances, and you're paying five hundred extra dollars a month just in little things that you've decided to finance. Yeah, exactly. 
And those are the things that will certainly kill us. And so I'm, I'm glad they talked about the mortgage because, yes, it'd be great if, if, if we could pay cash for our homes, but that might is probably not going to be realistic for, for 99% of us. And we should not let be let perfect be the enemy of the good because the mm-hmm. idea and living as debt-free as we possibly can, uh, I, I think, makes a lot of sense. And I think when, when, when I think about what crushes a lot of people it's it's credit card debt and I, I really want to get your thoughts on this and this whole whole trying to play games with credit card points mm. and I, I guess that there are benefits to that but if you want to look at who's winning that game it's credit card companies yeah exactly because yeah. so few of us are actually doing that appropriately if you did have the discipline and the financial wherewithal to maximize your points that you bought every month and then pay your credit card off, then I think that that's one thing. Uh, I still don't think it's a good idea, but so few people actually do that. They're actually rolling balances over. Yeah, exactly. Or they might try to play that game and end up paying off the balance. But then with credit cards, it's just so hard because it's so easy to get back into debt and keep, you get out and then you pay off and then you go ahead and you end up racking up more credit card debt. So you're kind of like stuck on this hamster wheel where you're really not staying out of debt in that sense. And it's one of the most expensive types of debt to have. Yeah. All right. So somebody, somebody has, has this debt epiphany and they say, okay, um, I'm making X number of dollars. From your perspective, does it matter how much money is somebody making? Um, I think it does in terms of paying off debt, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what I try to teach on my site is that I try to help people kind of gain the resources, the knowledge, the tools to pay off debt regardless of what their income is. But I don't ignore the fact that if you want to pay off debt, obviously you have to have some type of money. You have to be able to live first. Like if you can't pay your bills, how are you going to get out of debt? So I'm a realist from that standpoint, but I definitely came from just a low income background. I was a single mom and for um, several years and just didn't really have a lot of money, didn't really have a lot of knowledge about uh, debt and how to be debt free. And still I kind of set that goal to, pay off debt regardless. Like before my income had increased, I had put it kind of put in my mind like, Hey, I want to pay off this debt. And my kind of epiphany moment happened actually when I was at my apartment and I was just so broke that I didn't even have enough money to wash my clothes. (laughs) And I was looking outside on the ground (laughs) to see if people had dropped coins and stuff. And I was just like, you know, this is so stupid and I shouldn't be living like this. And this sucks. And from there, I kind of started trying to figure out, okay, like how can I help myself out of the situation? But I didn't really have a lot of money. When I got started, I was making about like 28000 a year. And to me, that was like a lot because it was my first job out of college. I was grateful to have a job because it's very competitive as a journalism student. There was like one newspaper in town and everybody applied to it. So I had to go kind of elsewhere and try to find, I found like a content writing job. But it is hard to start out when you're not making a lot of money. But I tell people that if you kind of have that idea, that determination and that perseverance, that totally you can start paying off debt regardless of what your income is, but it's really going to motivate you. Just kind of getting getting uh, geared up to do that is going to motivate you to maybe find extra ways to make money, see if you can get a raise, see if you can change your job. And then that way you're going to motivate yourself more and more because you can put more 
um, toward debt. But I think obviously from a math standpoint, you know, the more a person has, technically the more a person can put toward debt. But then on the flip side, there's people who are making a lot of money and maybe even making, you know, $70,000 a year, um, six figures, and they're still in debt and they don't know how to manage that. So I always recommend that people start with the goal, the determination, the plan, and really focus on managing what they have. That way, when they do have more, they can manage that wisely. Yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense. What do you think about the whole avocado toast thing that popped up within the past couple of years and this idea of, of paying for coffee and just what, 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 what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I thought it was kind of funny. I didn't, I didn't read into it as much as, um, other people. I just thought it was kind of trendy and interesting that someone pointed that out. I mean, um, just as a millennial myself, I could see just so many things that just seem different from my parents and other generations and certain things that millennials buy, certain things we do, um, the food delivery industry, like millennials are just blowing that up and they're, you know, ordering all this stuff on DoorDash and Postmates and it's expensive. And um, I think, you know, the guy has a point with it that obviously if you are going out and doing all that and doing fancy brunches, you know, every week or every day buying that, then yeah, that's going to affect your finances. But that's just kind of to me, it seemed like a trend thing because it could be anything like your avocado toast may not be avocado toast, maybe something else. And I kind of talked to my readers about this. Um, I think even today I posted about the latte factor and how people talk about, I think David Bach kind of popularized that, how you could be saving, investing, other things and buying these $5 lattes all the time. Um, but I don't really like coffee that much. So for me, I had a bad <laughs> Um, like last summer where I would always buy like these smoothies and um, like these fruit smoothies and put tapioca in it. And that was like a $5 smoothie and it was really bad habit. And that was kind of my thing. So I think it's important to kind of realize that small things are adding up and you can do things in moderation. Like I don't have a problem with buying lattes or smoothies or avocado toast or whatever. I just don't think people should be doing it every day all the time. And obviously goes back to budgeting and kind of tracking what you're doing. But I like to focus on um, some of the bigger wins because I feel like that can make a huge difference. More so, more so I think that instead of, um, you know, this guy pointing out millennials buying or whoever buying avocado toast, maybe, you know, the bigger issue is actually um, things like people trying to be able to keep their housing costs below 30%. Like I moved uh, a few years back and I end up saving like four or $500 a month. Like if you add that up over the course of the year, that's a lot of money that can go toward other things versus, you know, like a $6 piece of bread or whatever. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I think I certainly agree with, with, with everything you just said. And it is, I mean, if avocado toast, toast makes you just the happiest person in the whole world, then you should probably keep eating it. So just need to keep everything in perspective and, 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 ask the question, you know, at, at, at what cost is this $5 thing that, that I'm buying? And if it's good, then, then keep doing it. If it's really not of that much value to you, you should probably stop. So, well, there's that famous, uh, famous scene from the Godfather. It's like, I tried to get out, but they keep pulling me back in. And so people can get out of debt. People do it all the time, but then sometimes they get back into debt. What do you think about that? Yeah, um, I think it, it's hard to get out of debt in the first place. And 
I feel like, you know, a lot of people are not talking about this, that the fact that, okay, if you pay off your debt, that's awesome. That's amazing. But you also have the challenge of not getting back into debt, you know, for the rest of your life or having to deal with life as it happens and make certain choices. And there is a very big possibility that, especially with credit card debt, that you could get back into debt or, you know, something could happen and you can have to take out a loan or something like that. So I think um, it's really important to focus on your habits surrounding money. And one thing that I will say um, that I get really motivated and inspired by hearing other people's, you know, debt repayment journeys and stuff. That's kind of what motivated me to, to get out of debt and why I started my debt epiphany. But I think that those stories that kind of make it on those big sites and Forbes and everything about so-and-so paid off, you know, $50,000 in five months, like that's awesome. And that's like, to me, I, some people think like, oh, that's not relatable, but I can kind of pick something from everyone's story and kind of apply it or see what I can take from it. I know that I'm not going to be 100% relatable to everyone and everyone's not going to be 100% relatable to me. But anyway, my point is that while I feel like it's great to be able to have like gazelle focus and pay off debt super fast, I actually feel like it could be beneficial for the people who kind of have the longer journey or it takes them um, maybe, you know, two, three years or even longer because you're kind of going through that process and it's not as fast, but you're taking the time to learn different things about yourself, to learn like, why are you overspending? And, um, you know, what type of sacrifices are you making to pay down your debt? Um, are you spending because of emotional reasons or certain things that trigger you to spend? How can you kind of control your finances and how can you budget long term? So I feel like um, people shouldn't get themselves down if it does take them longer to pay down debt because you have more of an opportunity to kind of work on yourself, work on developing those habits and really changing yourself. I feel like if you want to stay out of debt long term and not go back into debt, you need to come out a completely different person. The person that you were when you got into debt should not be you should not be the same person when you're getting out of debt. So it's kind of like a diet almost like some people are like obsessed with the keto thing or whatever. And I've even thought about it and I've tried all types of diets and um, I didn't really have the right mindset because I think like, oh, okay, maybe I'll do this, but like I love bread. So I'll just cut it out for now. And then when I lose weight, I'll go back to eating how I was eating. Like you can't really do that with your finances and getting out of debt because you're going to go right back into debt. So you have to really kind of focus on the transformation and the everyday work and habits that you're building in order to actually stay out of debt long term because it's very tempting. Like since um, you know I paid off a lot of my debt, every day I feel like I am just tempted and somebody's asking me something or just even this past month, I've gotten so many requests from people that are just trying to lure me back into debt. So it's something that you have to deal with the rest of your life. You have to just um, focus on being more change improved person and kind of having that mindset. When I decided that I wanted to live a more debt free lifestyle, I meant it and I have to make decisions that, you know, kind of align with that. I think that is so well said right there, getting down to the actual root cause of these problems and sometimes going through that crash diet of, you know, three weeks or whatever, or paying off 50,000 of debt in five months. Oh my gosh, it's so amazing. But did you actually change your actual behaviors and do the work of going back and and figuring out why it is that you're acting the way that you are? So I think that that's really, really, really excellent stuff right there. Well, Chauncey, 
where where can people learn more about you? How 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 can they engage with you? Yeah, so um, you can go to mydadepiphany.com, check out my blog. I am very active on there. I'm going to start YouTube in pretty soon. <laughs> so nice. look out for um, the next month or so. I'm going to start posting some videos. Um, but yeah, I've got like some uh, free guides on there, some free resources you can download. Um, my guide, it's 10 ways to feel more financially confident today because almost nearly half of Americans, they don't expect their finances to improve. Uh, throughout the year. And I find I found this very unfortunate. So I definitely want to help people get that financial confidence and get the tools and resources that they need to succeed. Because, you know, um, the U.S. isn't perfect, but we kind of live in a country where we do have a lot of opportunities and we can make a lot of things happen. So if you're interested in, you know, getting support, learning more about paying off debt, making extra money, definitely just come check me out on the blog or social media. Love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Chansey your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to mydebtepiphany.com and also keep an eye out for the YouTube videos to be popping up pretty soon. Thank you again, Chansey. All right. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!